Welcome to episode 52 of the Truth and Dare podcast. Today, we are jamming on all things meditation. We are giving you the Truth and Dare beginner's guide to meditating so you can feel your best, reduce stress, and get even closer to living your truth. And hey, this week, instead of reading a review, because the reality is we can't connect to Wi-Fi right now. We just want to remind you how important it is for us when you do leave those reviews and also how much of a reminder it is of why Carly and I sit down, talk about these difficult, tough, amazing conversations and share them with you ladies. So if Truth and Dare has helped you in any way, head on over to iTunes, drop us a love note, tell us how we've helped you and how you're living your truth in your own world. We love to read them and we love to connect with you. Now, with that said, let's dive into meditation and break it down for you step by step, the Tad way. Welcome to Truth and Dare, a podcast dedicated to female empowerment through living our truth and daring to change. Hi, I'm Carly Talbot. And I'm Allie Van Fossen. All right, here we are with the Tad Guide to Meditation. I'm super excited about this episode. But before we launch into it, of course, we're going to do our slug in the honey. All right. What, what? What, what? Where my slug's at? (laughs) All right, slug's right here. I'm raising my hand. I'm going to say my slug in the honey is just um, this. my hair. I know that's so lame. But if you know me personally, you know I have – a large amount of hair on my head. It's very thick and coarse, and there's a lot of it. So that's number one. Number two is I haven't cut it in over in almost a year, which I'm one of those like people that cuts my hair every couple of months. But the reason I didn't is because I was getting married and blah 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 blah, long hair, etc. So now that I'm on Alfie and I don't shower or clean my hair ever. Re- by the way, if you want more on that, check out our Alfie Update podcasts. But I'm just dealing with this serious rat's nest like um, situation, and I'm really looking forward to chopping it off. I'm getting my hair done soon. I'm totally going to cut like seven inches off of it. It's very liberating, and I can't wait. And But I will say, for those of you who do have really thick hair, one thing that has worked incredibly for me for moisturizing and just management is coconut oil. Um, if you want to try it, just try putting some coconut oil on coconut oil on your hair after the shower. Um, a little bit goes a long way, like do your ends and any of the areas that get really tangly. And of course it's, your hair is going to look a little greasy, but wow, it's just incredible how amazing it is. It's like an all natural mask for your hair. So give it a try if you have thick hair. Okay. I'm done talking about my hair. Jeez. <laughs> Hashtag first world problems. <laughs> I am jealous of you cutting your hair. I'm one of those people who my hair never grows, so I've finally gotten it long and I don't want to cut it. And I feel like I'm like being this mermaid-esque person on the sailboat. And so I'm not ready to part with it yet, but maybe when we go home in December, I'll cut some off. I haven't cut it since we moved to Italy. So that was like six years ago. Yeah. Like I haven't really cut my hair. Yeah. I'm like the opposite. I like chop it, grow it, chop it. Okay. Cause you have long hair. We get it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My slug in the honey is I am in the midst of launching my next yoga program. It's been a long time coming, uh, like about two years coming. 
So I'm just like in that launch creation stress squirrel ball mode of dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's and trying to be really present in um, the Journey Junkie community and sharing what I have to offer. So yeah, it's it's like a good slug. It's just, it's it's a good and a bad. It's actually, it's like an impartial slug. It's just what it is it right is now. It is. it is what it is. Okay. Let's dive into meditation and why we're talking about it. Yeah. So I'm sure if you've listened to us for any any period of time, you've heard us reference meditation. And Ali and I got to thinking like, why don't we break this down for people? You know, meditation is sort of the unicorn of the wellness world. And I think many people, including us, oftentimes feel very intimidated by the idea of it because it seems like something that's unattainable or something that's only attainable to people who are seriously elevated in their consciousness and not so much for people who are just on the day-to-day grind of life. But the thing is, is it's helped us so much over the years that we knew we had to come to you guys and offer you some tips and advice on how to incorporate it into your own life because it really is the gateway between where you are now and where you want to be with your healing journey. Um, Also, we really want to demystify it so that all of you can understand how easy and fun and helpful it can be when you incorporate it into your life. I know it seems like this magical thing, and trust me, it is pretty magical, but you can do it. And we don't want you to be scared by the magic of it. We want you to be excited by the magic of it. And lastly, we also just really want to break down the stereotypes that come with meditation. You know, we want to open your eyes to the many, many, many different ways you can meditate. Listen, you don't have to sit in silence on a pillow in a robe for an hour at a time to meditate. You just don't. There's a lot of ways that you can do it. We're going to tap into some of those in this conversation, and we really just want to break this down and open you up to this really beautiful healing world that is meditating. So, yeah. Really well said. Really well said. So Carly and I, when we were writing out this, when we wrote out this outline, I'm speaking about you like you're not right next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we were trying to find meditation, and we were Googling the definition of meditation, and we couldn't find one that really fit how we felt about it. And so we're both, we've both been reading Dr. Brene Brown's books and something she does in all of her books that we appreciate is that she creates her own definitions of words when she feels like there isn't a definition that describes it for her completely. So it gave us the inspiration to define it ourselves as well. So we're going to each define what it means to us. Okay, so my definition of meditation personally is the practice of reconnecting to your consciousness and awareness by quieting your active mind. And it is the tool that brings you back to who you really are, aka your truth. (laughs) And for me, it's consciously choosing to disconnect from my thinking mind and reconnect through rest reflection and um, inspiration. Yeah, I added that last one. So you can see here, meditation is really defined by what it does for you and how it connects to your own life. And we really want to just encourage you to keep coming back to that idea that it's what works for you. So how has this practice helped us? Um, we've both been meditating for quite a few years now. Number one, the one that you're going to read about and so many articles and hear about from so many other people 
teachers, your friends, people in the community is that it's a stress reducer. Um, I mean, it's been proven scientifically and also you can just immediately feel it. Like there's no denying that it reduces stress. And I think the biggest thing for Carly, for both of us is that it helps us get out of the narrative that we create in our minds, that mental mode of reality. Um, and it brings us back to the real reality. And for those of you who are in the Truth and Dare book club, we just wrapped um, Untethered Soul and we learned a lot about that mental mode of reality and how easy it is to be, how easy it is to like be dictated by the narrative that we tell ourselves over and over again. So meditation for both of us helps us get out of that freaking story that's bringing you down the tunnel that is not true, all right? It also helps you realize that what you're facing in your life, and this isn't true all the time, but most of the time, it isn't that big of a deal. Um, And it helps you gain clarity on how to handle the more serious situations in a mature, uh, like not freaking out spastic way, right? Uh, Carly and I, shared this really vulnerable podcast conversation a few weeks back called Difficult Conversations. And it was a direct reflection of something her and I had to handle on the boat here and living together and working together and thriving together. And it's a great example of how sitting in reflection and stillness and silence can let you come to relationships with clarity and maturity and respect and courage to heal versus to like create a further divide in your life. Um, so yeah, some of the ways it's helped us. Yeah, absolutely. And other ways that it's helped us and that we know it can help you is that it really helps to calm that nervous system and bring down your heart rate, drop your stress responders. So all of your adrenaline and all of your cortisol that gets pumped through your body any time of day. And I think it's interesting to note here that your bodies respond to stress the same way, no matter what stress you are experiencing. So whether or not you're about to be run over by a train or you're just, um, I don't know, like stressed out at work because you spilled coffee on your shirt, your body responds to stress in the exact same way. It doesn't know the difference between life-threatening danger and just an everyday stressor. So it pumps all of this cortisol and adrenaline through your body, which sends your entire um, nervous system on a fucking roller coaster that you have to ride all the way back down and your whole endocrine system's involved. And it's crazy. It's crazy. Our body doesn't know the difference. It can't help it. So by meditating... Um, it really brings you back down to earth. It helps you realize it's okay. This thing isn't too big of a deal. Even if it is a big deal, I can handle it. And so you have to trick your body into calming back down because otherwise, I think this is why we have found ourselves in a place of um, constant stress as a culture because we don't help our bodies come back down from that wave. So it's really important to be an active participant in that wherever you can. Yeah, it reminds me of that workshop I went to speaking about as a society, how we've gotten here, like we're constantly charging up, charging up, charging up, like we're seeking it through so many different means, the energy and the charge, and we're not making space to discharge. And that's where we run into trouble. And that's where we bind energy in the body that leads to fatigue and burnout and illness and um 
relationships deteriorating and all sorts of slews of stuff. And we're not trying to like go down that rabbit hole right now, but what you're saying is so true. Like we, there has to be this bell curve of charge, discharge, and um, that's how you have a healthy body and a healthy mind and a healthy soul. So uh, let's get more, a little more personal though. Like how has meditation helped you, Carl, in your life currently? Honestly, the best thing I can say is that it really helps to um, give me more conviction and strength in the decisions I make on a day-to-day basis in leaning more towards what works for me every day. I think for a long time in my life, I followed along with a lot of decisions because I was easily influenced by people and things and experiences. And so leaning on that meditation muscle, I've been able to gain more clarity in what works for me every day and just being stronger and doing me. You know, we always say you do you and it's like, yeah, easier said than done, you know? So in order to walk and be your own leader in your life, um, you have to listen to yourself. And so that's how it's really helped me. But what about you? For me, the greatest thing I get out of meditation, aside from the stillness factor and like the stress reducing that we just talked about is my best, most creative ideas come to me in meditation. Um, the words, like this, like the building and connecting of ideas and how they can work together and brand new ideas. Like they all, when I, they all zoom into my mind. Um, yeah, it's this like really creative, clear place where everything just kind of melts together in the right order versus like when you're trying to force something to come to life, it just all comes together naturally. And I come out of that and I'm like, whoo, wow, that's so cool. And it, and it also, the lastly, it helps me set, if I do it in the morning, it helps me set the a great intention for myself, mm-hmm. for my day, and just for my life and build that foundation. Yeah. And it's what many spiritual teachers say, which is in, in prayer, if you're a prayer, is when you ask for guidance and in meditation is when you receive the guidance. So that's probably what you're getting a little bit of right there. And I, I would definitely say ditto to all of that too. Yeah. And I also heard a yoga teacher once say, we practice yoga to heal our past pains. We practice pranayama, breath work to bring us into the present moment. And we practice meditation to pave our future. So it's very similar to Mm -hmm. that same concept. Um, But I also want to make a really clear distinction here on how we meditate and what I was just talking about and how, and when I feel that potency of creative fire being sparked. So Meditation for me can look like this beautiful morning moment where I get my ass out of bed and I set up my whole little area on the boat. I have this yoga rug and I bring a yoga block out to help my body feel more comfortable. I practice a little bit of pranayama to clear my mind. I sit in stillness and then I like to really do like mantra based work. And um, so that whole thing takes about 15 to 20 minutes for me. And it's in those moments when I have those like, aha, meditation experiences. But on the same token, I also meditate in bed. And I lay there with my eyes closed, kind of like drifting in and out of consciousness to relax my body and get my mind to calm down from the day. And neither one is right or wrong. Um, There's like no, yeah, there's just no right or wrong. There's no better or worse. They're both meditation and they both serve a purpose in my life. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me, um, I've also will second that there's no wrong way or right way to do it. I've done it all the ways you claim. Um, what works for me lately is to wake up in the morning. And you, if you listen, you've heard Ali make fun of me because I I'm go to bed early and I wake up really early. But the morning is a special time for me. And so I know that's my time to get it in. And I know if I don't do certain things in the morning, I just literally won't do them. So that's why I force myself to do it because it matters to me and it helps me. And um, I'm trying to put myself first, as I said in, in just a few moments ago. So something I do is I get up early in the morning and I I usually just pop in my headphones and I have a few playlists downloaded from Spotify that are just yoga, meditation playlists and other artists that I like to listen to. And um, I just I just go there. You know, I've been meditating for a long time and I'm to the point now where I don't necessarily need like a guided meditation or a mantra as much. Um, I really like the free flow of kind of just being with myself, but that's not to take away from guided meditations. We'll get into those in a little bit later in this conversation. But um, yeah, I just like to go there with my headphones in and I usually can, I usually like to go for about 20 to 30 minutes. And then um, this is something that's really important. And I always have a journal with me and Allie does too. Um, because there's something really special when you come out of that meditation time. Uh, we've talked about how ideas can come to you and creativity can come to you. But a lot of times it doesn't happen for me right in that moment of like eyes closed. It happens when I come out of my meditation and I put pen to paper and I begin to journal. A lot of times I just let myself free flow with whatever the fuck comes onto the page and I don't judge it and I don't change it and I just let it happen. And... I try to not break my concentration by getting distracted by looking at my phone or, you know, changing up my environment. I try to write immediately. And this is when my best ideas and my most honest and potent truth comes out. And I can't stress enough the importance of tapping into that time of writing. I think you're very in touch with your intuition and your higher self and I think it's a really critical part in this whole process. And I would stress, like, don't skip it. Please don't skip it. Yeah. I mean, speaking on that note, I'm in the process of trying. If you've been listening in, you guys know I talk about chakras quite a bit. And like, I do have a goal in the future to offer some kind of program around it. But I feel like I'm really not there yet. Like it's going to be a few more years of studying them and learning about them and experiencing them. And so for me, like Carly says, right when you come out of it, some of my most vulnerable ideas come like ideas that maybe if I wasn't in that state of consciousness, I would judge and I would think are silly or like you can never pull those ideas off. Don't even don't even write them down. There's no point. So some of those really sweet, vulnerable thoughts come onto the paper that you would I would normally judge and like be like, don't even write that alley, you know, and I can look back then and be like, huh, that was like a really good idea. And um, it's cool to look at. So, all right. We've talked about how Carly and I meditate and Carly forgot to leave out. She sits in this chair on the side of the boat, like wrapped in a shawl, <laughs> looking even more grandma like <laughs> really owning her Frankie esque behavior from Frankie and Grace. Um, so there's no right or wrong way how to meditate. You can lie down, you can sit in a chair, you can sit on your butt, you can sit on a yoga block. I mean, there's no right or wrong way around how to sit. Okay. Um, 
But let's talk about how to start your own practice, right? If you're really new to this or if you're someone who's dabbled in it and then you fall out of it and you feel like deterred from it, um, let's dive in. So number one, coming back to that there's no right or wrong way, we want to release the stereotype that you have to be on a cushion with a robe uh, like Carl mentioned before. Like it can be anytime, any place. It can be during your lunch break. It can be a walking meditation. It can be in your car. Um Do what you can each day. I think that's the central message here. Uh, Don't get too caught up on, I need to meditate for five minutes or I need to meditate for 15 or 20 and I need to do this guided one. And, you know, I think that is when you get into that perfectionist mode. And then when you fall off the train, it's really hard to come back onto it. And I think if you can just make each day an intention to find a moment of stillness and surrender, you'll start to find your own ebb and flow with it. And it becomes less of a chore and more of something that you feel connected and called to do. And I was recently listening to a podcast with Rich Roll, one of our faves here, and he was interviewing a man named Dan Harris, who's done a lot of work with meditation. He's got the 10% Happier app and two books out. Anyway, he said for him, he judges a successful meditation not by the void of thoughts and the ability to go into that free floating state of consciousness, but instead, were you aware enough to know what happened? So if the thinking mind hijacked you for 20 minutes straight and you didn't get one moment of reprieve, were you at least aware that the thinking mind was hijacking you? So, or were you aware that you had that beautiful free flowing state? So I really loved that concept because it just further validates that there's no right or wrong and there's no good or bad Mm -hmm. meditation session. Absolutely. I'm so glad you shared that because it really is so potent. Um, The next thing you could do to start your own practice is incorporate music. This is such a good way to get going in meditation. I remember a few years ago when I thought you had to sit in silence to meditate and it was really hard and it took me going and experiencing meditating with a group with a lot of live music or not live music, but music playing. And I'm talking like Alicia Keys, Florence and the Machine, like super fun, uplifting, empowering music that transformed the experience for me. And I realized like, wait a minute, I can just craft an epic badass playlist and play it in my room and close my eyes and jam out to it. And that counts as meditation. So I would encourage you to really incorporate music in a big way. Find your favorite most uplifting songs, the music that speaks to you, throw it together on a playlist. You can breathe through it. You can dance through it. Do whatever you want to do for the length of the songs and feel however you want to feel. But this is a really good way to kind of break through that barrier. And it also makes it less scary. And you'd be surprised. There's some music that will really touch. I mean, we all know music can touch us, but a deep, deep place in your heart when you're in that vulnerable state. Mm. Really, really well said. Uh, the next way you can start is with a mantra or an affirmation. Uh, this is one I picked up from the Deepak and Oprah 21 day meditation experiences and I've brought into my own life and I've, I've done quite a bit in some of my yoga programs and teachings, but I love the idea of it. You can use Sanskrit like Deepak does. Or you can use an English statement that just speaks to you in your life and is a guiding a guiding force for you to get to where you're trying to be in the world. And for me, as I meditate with the mantra, what happens is, is as my mind wanders and as I continue to repeat the affirmation over and over, um, 
it helps bring myself back. It's like this natural guiding light that brings me back to the present moment. Um, cause I could repeat the mantra for like 10 times and be completely like down the rabbit hole of lost thought. And then all of a sudden it brings me back and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm here. I'm meditating. Okay. Bring it back, girlfriend. So that mantra affirmation for me just brings it back over and over again. And, uh, if you do have a mala bead necklace, it's a really helpful way to also repeat the mantra and breathe. Um, I'll link to a, a blog post of mine in the show notes that teaches you how to do that because it's a little bit more technical and too much here. But um, yeah, mantras and affirmations are really great. And it could be something like, I live my truth over and over again for 10 minutes. And you just keep stating that same statement to yourself in your head, out loud, however you want it to come out, doesn't matter. It's just that guiding light to keep bringing you back to the present moment. Absolutely. Another tip is to create a space for meditating. And it doesn't have to be like this epic, cool, you know, TP den, which if you have one of those, definitely go meditate in there. But just create a nice little space where you are comfortable and where you will not be interrupted because that's pretty important and just where you feel inspired. You know, I usually, pre-Alfie life, I always just meditated in my room. I would just set up a couple pillows and do my thing. Um, I think the best advice is just that you're comfortable and that you have some some time to yourself, especially if you live with a lot of other people in your house, tiny humans, partners, dogs and cats. Um, just find some time for yourself and create that space because that's a huge component to it and um, it'll make you feel it, you know, in your heart. So, and, you know, lastly, and finally, we want you to find the balance here between effort and ease. And what we mean by that is like, listen, you got to put in the effort. It's just like anything else. If we're going to tell you to eat healthy, you got to go to the grocery store. If we're going to tell you to work out, you got to put the shoes on. If we're going to tell you to meditate, you got to sit your ass down and meditate, right? Um, so you got to make the commitment to start. You have to make the commitment to try. You have to com- make the commitment to do this activity that's going to make you feel better. If you want meditation to be a part of your wellness routine, then you have to make it a part of your wellness routine. It's totally and completely up to you. So that's what we mean by effort. Like you got to do the damn thing. At a certain point, it's like kick yourself in the butt and do it because you need to. But on the other hand, find the ease with it you know, you're not going to do it every day. It's not always going to be good. You're going to be really distracted. You're going to wonder if you're doing it right. You're going to hate it. You're going to love it. You're going to skip a month. You're going to skip six months, six days, whatever. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself when you fuck up. Forgive yourself when you feel like it's not working. Forgive yourself when you're messing up. Let it go and then come back and try again. You know, you're always going to have stress, you guys. We live really stressful lives and we live in a really stressful time. Not only are we caregivers and takers and lovers and wives and mothers, but you know, we're also living in a world that is constantly connected. We have more pressure to show up on social media, to show up at work. It's insane, right? Like you're drowning in stress and so are we. So here's the deal. You can either take medication for it Um, You can self-medicate with alcohol and drugs or whatever else your poison is of choice. You can just freak out and be a ball of stress. Or you can find a way to naturally balance the stressors of your life through meditation. It is the answer that you've been looking for. 
And listen, everybody who's part of this community, everybody who's part of Truth and Dare is transforming their lives. And that transformation can be really, really uncomfortable and really, really scary. And meditation is the tool that can help guide you through the fears and guide you through the discomfort. And it is the thing that is missing from your routine. I promise you this. So um, we have some favorite free meditation aids. We're going to list them out in the show notes. All of these things are free and they're the perfect thing to get you started right away. So you don't have to waste any more time not meditating because like the gig's up, man. You got to do it. It's good for you. Science proves it. Like, no more excuses. And it's free. And it's free. And it's free. You just have to sit. <laughs> really great way to wrap it up, babe. Thank you so much for sharing that. And this podcast episode was a long time coming, so I'm glad we recorded it. Um, and hey, you know, we talked about meditating and then how we love to journal right after. And for those of you listening, did you know that every week when we send you your weekly conscious conversation email, we also send you a journal prompt that correlates with the episode so that you can dive deeper into the message and explore living your truth and daring to change on that topic. So if you want to receive the journal prompts along with that weekly reminder to come tune in and be a part of this community come join us. Come sign up. Head on over to truthanddaremovement.com. It's right on the homepage when you sign up and you're sent some free awesome goodies like a yoga sequence and a meditation. So come on over, sign up, come join us. We can't wait for you to be a part of this community. Whew. All right. Now I think it's time to like go meditate, right? Yeah. I was already meditating. You were already meditating. Okay. All right. (laughs) Ladies, thank you so much for tuning in. We so appreciate your support and your ears. And we'll catch you next week for another Conscious Conversation. Bye. Bye.